There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to the Spooktober Ghosttober edition of Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows, we might even solve the case. I'm Allie Screamel. And I'm Helissa Stetton. We've also got our spook deucer, Scaria, with us. <laughs> it's going to be a new one every week. Yeah. Get used to it. That's weird. No, it's funny. I think it's cool. First bit of exciting news, Webcrawler still has a Patreon <laughs> for access to our top secret Patreon page, which has bonus articles, videos, etc., and other member perks. Go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. <laughs> We've reached $500. Wow. Crazy. Rich. That pays my entire rent. So we'll be <laughs> doing do live? <laughs> a hole in the ground. We've cool. reached $500. So we'll be doing a monthly bonus video mini episode. To contribute again, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Also, put in your browser, type in hothorse.horse and see what happens. I promise it's not gross. It's safe for work. Yeah. She did this to me. She told me to do this and I was afraid it was going to be one of those things. Remember when you... Lemon party? What's no. that? What's lemon party? What's le- oh god? What's lemon party? Oh no, Maria! Don't ever go to lemon what party. What is it? Oh my god! No. You, what, it's the oldest that? meme on the internet. Yeah, it's like what you go to. It? Wasn't it like old men? It's old men having sex. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't. No, don't that's go not that. what www.hothorse.horse is. Yeah. <laughs> no, remember that thing where you'd like look and you'd go like, "No, do you see that thing?" And then it scares and you. Then it scares I you the closer you get things. to the screen. Do you yeah. remember those? No. It, yeah. That's, I thought that's what it was going to be. No, but spoiler no. alert, it's our it's our web store. It's our web store, and there's so much great stuff on so it. So much stuff. We got those pins that some of our Patreons got. Pins, t-shirts, bags, necklaces, cups. Stickers. Stickers. So go take a look, and bye, bye, bye. Also, if you're a Patreon, you get discounts. Yeah, discounts. So that's great. You get a secret those discount. necklaces are so cool. No one else is doing necklaces like you guys. No, no I actually am going to buy one of the necklaces. Yeah, I want to buy all of them. Yeah, there's a <laughs> necklace that says I fucked Bigfoot. And it's <laughs> so good. It's like a gold it and it's it's so awesome. A reasonable price and it's a gold plated necklace yeah. and it says yeah. in cool font I fucked Bigfoot. Another one says Satan is a vibe. Satan is a vibe. Classic stuff. Yeah, classic <laughs> stuff. Um great for Halloween. Yeah. Do we have any Patreon shoutouts? No, and I have a sound effect I want to play for that. <laughs> yeah. 
So we need some more Patreon uh, followers. No Patreons. Thank you. Um, Melissa, what is our weird thing of the week? Okay. So you remember our Alien Con Skinwalker Ranch episode? Sure do. Well, just recently, five bulls mysteriously showed up dead on a ranch in Oregon. Crazy. They were drained of blood with body parts precisely removed. Oh, my God. No one is sure what's killing them, but we know. Skinwalker. Skinwalker. <laughs> also, I've heard people think it's a chupacabra. Oh. it's There's pictures of this on the internet. Yeah, it's crazy. They're... Co- there's it's just like their skin yeah it's everything has been removed there's not an ounce of blood but there's no blood found around them all their guts and internal organs have been removed so weird it's just their bones and their skin wow and the farmers are like i do not know what happened or when this happened it's crazy i did read a theory that maybe the farmers killed them for insurance oh but that also when it could you harvest the organs i don't know cow fraud but also, like, did you did they have five sick bulls at the same time? Maybe. But there were no tracks. Yeah, that's what's so weird that's is there weird. was no evidence. So that means aliens. I wonder if cow fraud is a huge thing, like, wow. in... Uh, cow fraud. Hashtag mid- cow fraud. Hashtag cow fraud. In, like, Midwestern. <laughs> I wonder if that's something yeah, you could do. Yeah, I wonder. I'm going to Google it real anyway. quick. Melissa's over it, and I'm like, I'm going to Google cow fraud. <laughs> 10 cattle fraud articles, articles of 2018. 2018. Ozark, Ozark <gasps> man pleads guilty to two point four million daughter two point four million daughters. A lot of ladies. Two point four million dollar cattle fraud scheme. <laughs> they arrested eight thousand cattle, and that that article How, is titled why, why weird. Do you, yeah, you, arrest in Texas over eight thousand cattle in fraud scheme. That's mean. You can't arrest the cattle. Yeah. They, they knew not what they did. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to continue with our ghost episodes. Last week was Ouija boards. This week we're <laughs> going to tell ghost stories from our listeners. But first things first, I really needed to continue with spectrophilia. She's obsessed. I am obsessed. <laughs> I think it's so crazy that people think that they have sex with ghosts or do have sex with ghosts. So we're going to continue with sex that is out of this world. <laughs> it is well known that Halloween is the horniest time of year. Is it? Yes. So it is important that we thoroughly investigate October's kinkiest act, sex with ghosts. And it turns out spectrophilia is nothing new. It has been a long-standing phenomenon across several cultures. And there are several kinds of demons or ghosts that have sex with humans. There is the incubus, which is a male demon or poltergeist that can have sex with and impregnate a human female. Wow. Then there is the succubus, a female demon or poltergeist that can seduce and have sex with a male human and take his seed. Take it where? Up her pussy. Up her veg. Yeah. <laughs> cool. For later. Succubus <laughs> is a jizz demon. Um, <laughs> then there is the jinn, which is Arabic. In Arabic and Islamic folklore, and it might go uh, back so far as to the Zoroastrian period, the jinn are not supernatural in the sense of being spiritual in nature. Uh, so they're not necessarily, I guess, ghosts, but they are invisible And they can eat, drink, and breed with the opposite sex. We also talked about those in sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. So they're also, I guess, like the sleep paralysis demon. Right. There's also the ducios in Celtic culture, which means divine being in Gaelish. It's related with a few other demons or gods, Pan in the ancient Greek religion, and uh, Phanus, Innis, and Sylvanus. And Ducey can supposedly impregnate both men, I mean, excuse me, both <laughs> both women and non-human female animals. There's also the Popabawa in Africa. Popabawa is a Swahili name that literally translates as batwing. And it's originated from the description of what this demon apparently looks like, which is a bat with wings and it's kind of cyclopsy, like it looks like it has one eye. And it's a poltergeist and it's most feared for its sexual assault and get this, anal sodomizing of men and women. This demon, though, is fairly recent in origin, and uh, stories of it started in 1965. They coincided with the time of the political revolution in the island of Pemba. 
Oh, interesting. So I don't know if there was just like a chaotic energy and then these kind of like folklore stories yeah, started. Like it. The fear of this creature is seen most commonly in Pemba, Zanzibar, and the coast of Tanzania. Hmm. Yes. Okay, there's another one called the Lamia, which is a Grecian shapeshifter. In ancient Greek mythology, it was a woman who became a child-eating monster after her children were destroyed by Hera, who learned of her husband Zeus's trysts with her. Hera also afflicted Lamia with sleeplessness, so she would anguish constantly, but Zeus gave her the ability to remove her own eyes. Lamia was also used as a bogey word to frighten and discipline children. Oh, like the Lamia is going to get you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, in later traditions and storytelling, the Lamia became a type of phantom synonymous with the Empusai, which seduced youths to satisfy their sexual appetite and fed on their flesh afterwards. What the fuck? That's crazy. Uh, there's a Lilith, which we talked about in our Night yeah. Terrors episode. It's envisioned as a dangerous demon of the night who is sexually wanton. That means she's a hoe. It's not she's a se- sexual wonton. <laughs> thing that you sexual eat. wonton soup? Yeah. <laughs> she steals babies in the darkness. And the term Lilith, translated as night creatures, night monster, night hag, or screech owl. Night hag. The from night our hag. Si- yeah, yeah, crazy. So maybe Lilith is the night hag. Yes, she is. There's also medieval witchcraft. According to Kramer's Guide to Witchcraft and others like it, written around 1600, witches are made by a woman being inseminated by a demon or an incubus. Oh. I didn't know that. That's crazy. I never thought to think where witches came from. Yeah, apparently a witch happens when a woman has sex with a demon. That According makes... in, to medieval times, that's yeah. what they thought. Right. Yeah. Huh. So all those ladies in Hocus Pocus? Their daddies were demons. My daddy, my no. dad. Ew. My, no, wait, they, what? they they fuck demons. They weren't born from a mother who... Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> Witches are made by a woman being, being inseminated. inseminated by a... De- yeah, oh. so then they've got demon daddies. Yeah, they have. Oh. My, my daddy, the demon. Yeah. <laughs> demon my daddy's my demon. My demon is my, my daddy. My demon is my daddy. <laughs> yeah, demon daddy. Demon, that's going to be in our store. <laughs> yeah, coming soon. That'll be a bracelet. <laughs> my daddy, the demon. Like, get your hands off my demon daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get my hands on a demon daddy. (laughs) According to an article in This Week in Weird, the Spiritual Science Research Foundation, a group led by His Holiness Dr. Jayant Balaji, a thaval of Mumbai, India, he's described as a clinical hypnotherapist, provides support to those who have suffered sexual assault by a ghost. So he's like a sexual assault ghost therapist. I mean, that's insane. Is it? I mean, I don't know. I guess everyone needs help. If you're having sex with a ghost, I think you need a therapist, right? Oh, wow. In 2018, explosives and firearms were seized from his house and (gasps) four people were arrested on charges of terrorism. Yeah, okay. He's like a radical. Wow. Okay, in several cultures, ghost marriages are actually a thing. Yeah. This is wild. From Atlas Obscura, France is a rare country in which it is explicitly legal what? for a living person to marry a dead one. What? Article 171 of the French Civil Code, the laws by which the country is govern, governed, states that the president of the republic may, for grave reasons, pun intended, probably pun not intended, pun not intended. Um, authorize the celebration of the marriage where one of the future spouses is dead. Naturally, there are caveats. The living person must prove that the couple intended to marry and has to obtain permission to wed from the deceased family. Oh, it's not like I want to marry this dead person. person. Yeah. No, but there are other there are other countries where it's like that. So this is like if your fiance dies, you can still marry your fiance. Can you even get though he's their dead. health insurance? Probably. Well, That's a they good question. Have, well, they would not be approved because they're dead. It seems to me like you're plotting a murder. Yeah. In China. If a heterosexual couple is engaged and the man dies before the wedding, the woman can engage in a ghost marriage by marrying her fiancé's spirit. During the ceremony, a white rooster stands in for the groom. What? And I have an explicit request. 
please insert rooster sound audio here. Thank you. It gets even stranger. In China and among the Chinese in Taiwan and Singapore, ghost marriages are performed to address a variety of societal and spiritual ills. Chief among these are the desire to placate the restless spirits of those who go to their grave unmarried. So they're saying that like if you're single and you die, you're going to be pissed off. Ghosts with families are liable to direct their discontent within the family circle. Uh, writes Diane Martin in Chinese Ghost Marriage. And that that would be a great Lifetime movie. Chinese Ghost Marriage. Oh, I would watch that. And it is here that ghost marriage becomes operative. A family whose son or daughter has died at a young age may come to believe that the deceased person is communicating a desire to be wed. This message can take the form of a spirit wrecking general havoc on the family, such as causing illness that do not respond to conventional treatments. A restless bachelor ghost may also express the desire to be married by appearing in a family member's dream or while being channeled through a spirit medium during a seance. Whoa. So if you like die single, you might like torment your family being like, bitch, I want to be married. Most ghost marriages are conducted to unite the spirits of two departed souls rather than wedding a dead person to a living one. Though it may seem harmless to conduct a post-mortem ritual designed to uh, make two souls happy, the practice of matchmaking dead men with worthy ghost brides has occasionally resulted in criminal activity. In March 2013, four men in northern China were sentenced to prison for exhuming the corpses of 10 women no. and selling them as ghost brides to the families of deceased unmarried uh, what? men. The women's bodies were intended to be buried alongside the dead men, ensuring internal, uh, eternal companionship. What the fuck? Crazy, right? That's insane. I don't think yeah. it's that weird. Maria. You're right. <laughs> That's the anthropologist in you. I'm probably going to die alone. I don't know if I'd want what? to be ghost married, though. Ellie, that's the saddest thing I've that's, ever... You're not going to die alone. You have us. Yeah. That's true. You have Iria. And in all honesty, we're all going to die alone. Yeah. That is true. That's... Yeah, we, we come into this world alone and then we die alone. I wonder if, like, say Martin died, like, a day before my wedding, and I was, like, still, like... Well, I want to go through with it because I love him and I want yeah. to marry him. Although I don't think any of my friends and family would encourage that. I don't know what the rule is in the they United States. They would be States. like, hey, can you marry take it a easy? dead person in California? It would be so sad, though. Yeah. In the U.S., federal law doesn't recognize posthumous marriage, but a few people have tried to conduct one anyway. Melissa Stetton. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Martin's a ghost. After Floridian Isaac Wagenacht passed away, his surviving fiance su successfully filed for a marriage license in 1988. Oh. However, feeling they hadn't been properly notified, Wagenacht's sons took their case to a higher court, which revoked it. Yeah. So I guess it's legal, illegal, but you can maybe skirt around it. I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay, now Dan Aykroyd has... Not had sex with a ghost. He has spooned with one. What? And he talked about it in a article with Esquire, <laughs> which Melissa and I will now do a dramatic reading of. I'm Dan Aykroyd. I'm pretty sure there are two spiritual presences in that house. Mama Cass herself. He was he was living in Mama Cass's house. Mama Cass herself. And then another guy who died in the hillside next to the house and was buried there. As far as I know, his body's still buried in the hill. Did you have encounters with either ghost? I had several experiences. A great impression. I saw things moving around on our counter and doors opening and closing. The staff also had experiences, direct contact in terms of tactile touching, and then turning around, there's no one there. Somebody crawled in bed with me once. Mama Cass? No, I think it was the other guy. The dude buried in the hill? That's right. I was alone in the house and decided to take a nap. I closed the door to the bedroom but didn't lock it. I woke up in this kind of trance where you don't know whether you're sleeping or not. It's what the abductee feels when he's being taken. I saw the door open and I rolled over and looked at the bed and I saw the depression in the mattress like somebody was getting in there. Sweet Moses. And I thought, I'm just going to roll over and snuggle up next to it. So you spooned a ghost. Uh-huh. 
Maybe the guy was gay and he wanted to have some fun. Oh, what? I'd be surprised if I was his type. But when you're dead, you'll take what you can get. Uh, have you ever had an encounter with a ghost and thought that's got to be John Belushi? Not a ghost, but I've had dreams about John. Dreams that felt like visitations. That's a weird interview. Crazy, right? I think that Dan Aykroyd's a little bit of a wackadoo. Because in the rest of the article, he talks about like UFOs and crystals talking oh. and like a whole bunch of bizarre stuff. And how he wants to collect um, Aztec skulls because he thinks that through Aztec skulls, you can contact aliens and UFOs. Okay. And also how he uh, isn't going to die, that he's just going to be abducted. Abducted by aliens. Yeah. And and just disappear. And disappear. Okay, that'd be a cool way to go, I guess. Yeah. Would you rather die or be abducted by aliens and live forever? Abducted Abducted by by aliens. aliens. Are you crazy? Yeah, Melissa. How dumb are you, Melissa? Melissa? I mean, (laughs) how dumb are you, Melissa? I'm really dumb, but how dumb are you, Maria? (laughs) More like, how dumb are you, Allie? What is everyone's name here? (laughs) I'm Melissa. Okay, so in Paranormal Activity 2, actress Natasha Blasblasic described one of her sexual encounters with an unseen ghost at an interview with the British talk show this morning. She said, at first I was confused, then I decided to relax and it was really pleasurable. I really enjoyed it. And in pop star Kesha's hit song, Supernatural, it's about her erotic paranormal sexual experiences. In TV interviews, she told both Ryan Seacrest and Conan O'Brien, I had a couple of experiences with the supernatural. I don't know his name. He was a ghost. I'm very open to it. Some of the lyrics from Supernatural, (laughs) she says, I don't know the song. I don't know how the cadence is. (laughs) Baby, when we're touching in the dark, can you feel it? I can hear the pounding of my heart. Can you feel it? When you take my body to the stairs... I believe it. Stars, Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, this love is supernatural. Can you feel it? Come take me by the hand. Want to cross the line? Baby, go ahead. (laughs) Tell the morning light, watch my silhouette, because you know tonight we're going to wake the dead. Crazy. Elementary star Lucy Liu. Charlie's Angel star. Yeah, told Us Weekly that her sexual encounter with a ghost was sheer bliss. She said, I felt everything. I climaxed and then he floated away. Wild. Wild. She seems rational to me. So that's crazy. That yeah. She said that. Okay. So how can you summon a succubus and is ghost sex a good idea? I think you should not summon a succubus and have ghost sex because it feels dangerous. But thankfully, uh, Ranker.com made a list of ways that you could summon a succubus oh good like who wrote this who was like i know how to do it i'll take that one but apparently writing a letter to lilith can convince her to send one of her daughters where do you mail it to areas <laughs> p.o box Arios, p.o box oh we gotta get a p.o box yeah we do need to get a p.o box uh visualization spells can summon a manifestation succubi can be summoned through physical devotion so choose which succubus incubus you want and then start praying to it yeah so i guess there are ways a black mirror scrying can show a glimpse of the demon what's so, a black mirror so you use a black mirror It's a mirror that's black, a reflective (laughs) surface colored black via natural or artificial methods. So you can just get a plain mirror and then and then paint it black and then use that to speak to the succubus. You can do a pendulum lucid dreaming. Oh, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you can summon it through lucid. Oh, my God. Many supernatural spirits can be bought on eBay. Apparently, eBay has a haunted doll market. Yeah, I'm sure they do. People are selling haunted dolls on eBay. I mean... Let's look on eBay real quick. What do you search? Demons? Haunted doll. Haunted succubus sexual demon ring. (gasps) Haunted nine-inch long clown doll spirit vessel. Uh. Oh my God, there's haunted doll Lisa. Haunted good luck darling little doll. Oh my God, haunted active voodoo curse doll. Oh, these are so creepy. There are so many haunted dolls. <laughs> oh, this one doesn't have eyes. Haunted evil funeral death doll, Rebecca. <laughs> There's one that's just a baby. 
Ew. And it's vintage bye-bye diapers baby doll. From- <laughs> Wicked haunted clown doll. All capitals. Very active. Found in very 1930s active. hotel dumbwaiter. Oh, no. Haunted porcelain doll pulled up from an old well. <laughs> oh, no. Like baby Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, these, this one doesn't have eyes, too. Oh. Wait, this is crazy. <gasps> Caroline doll. Haunted doll casket. You know what we should do? Haunted doll casket. We should buy a bunch of haunted dolls <gasps> and just start sending them to our enemies. <laughs> we should start sending our exes haunted... Oh, my God, this one's scary. Haunted female demonic-looking dark doll claw- has claws and horns. I wouldn't suggest it, but if you want to buy a haunted doll, you can just go on eBay. They're like 20 bucks. You know what yeah, I they're really cheap. Really into a couple years ago were real babies. Do you remember those? Oh, no. those are so Oh, those are the ones creepy. that look at- Do you know that they made real Avatar babies, too? No. What do you mean? Like- oh, my God. Oh my god, I was so into these real babies. It was so funny. Oh, there was oh. a website. Oh, these avatar babies. Yeah, the Navi. Oh my god. Navi babies. Oh, they look real. Oh my god. Aren't they crazy? You can buy one used on eBay was... for $950. Can you buy a haunted one though? <laughs> I was also into this video. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, so you know how people go on their like second life? You know, like second life? No. It's the avatar. Not it's like you make an avatar of yeah. yourself, and then you can go fly. Okay, right. And it's like you're you live your life online, and people like get married. Oh my god, they get married online, and so there's one. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> find it, but it's like a second life um, birth, and so these two people got married on second life, and then they're having a baby on by this waterfall, <laughs> and Creed is playing, and it's what? the funniest. I gotta find it for you guys. Oh. If you get married in Second Life, does that mean you're married in real? Like, have they have these two different players met in real life? I don't know. I oh, there's so many Second Life wedding videos. Oh, these <laughs> are, what so- is this? <laughs> Wait, this this is crazy. This is what? Like someone posted our weekend on Second Life. Now I'm afraid I'm going to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like oh my god, there's a second life water birth. Yeah, no, that's that's Is that the one? These are like explicit. Oh my god, it's a birth. <laughs> this is so She's weird. having like a water birth and then like the water just turned bloody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay. On to some ghost stories. Yes. These are all from our listeners. Thank you so much for sending them. They're so terrifying. Yeah. We got a lot of good ones. Some of them are recorded. Some of them we're going to read. But this first one is from Jeff with a G. It's about a life-saving ghost moment. And we're going to play it for you. Hi, this is Jeff with a G. And I don't know if this counts as a quote-unquote ghost story, 
but this did happen to me when I was a little kid. Me and my uh, brothers were shooting uh, hoops in the uh, driveway, and the uh, the ball ricocheted off the uh, backboard and flew into the street. I uh, chased after it because, you know, you have to get those rebounds. And right when I was about to grab the ball, and that's when I noticed the car about to hit me. And right at that moment, I felt this push, this really strong force from the back. Someone pushed me with enough force to not only clear the car, but on the other side of this street, there was a dirt road that led to this farm. And I landed face first into this dirt and slid a good five feet. I had dirt all over my face, in my hair, in my mouth. I turned around to see where my brothers were at, and they were running inside to call 911 because they thought that I got hit by that car. So I went chasing after them, still wiping dirt off of me. As I walked in the house, my brothers were in amazement that I was walking, and I had to explain to them that I wasn't hit by the car. That and this is the this is the funny thing about it. I at the time I was so mad at because I was convinced one of them pushed me, and that's what I was mad about. Somebody pushed me. So now, as a 33 year old man who questions his faith on a daily basis, I don't know what to make of this event. Did someone or something push me, or is it just one of those things where? When you're a child, your memory of things are different than what they were. I don't know, but I wonder what your thoughts are on this. Anyway, I I love the podcast so much, and I love the Erios Network so much. And thanks for your time again. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Jeff. I think it was a guardian angel. Yeah. Absolutely. It had to have been a guardian angel. I totally believe in all that stuff. I mean, that means you're blessed. You're put here for some yeah. divine divine reason or mission. And good on you for getting those rebounds. Yeah, so have you, you ever felt an angel? I think there have been several instances in my life where they could have turned out a lot worse than they should have. And I've been kept safe by something greater than myself. What about you, Maria? No, I mean, I can't imagine being like physically pushed out of the like feeling that push. Yeah, no, I've never felt a physical. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool thought that there's angels looking out for us. But but why save some and not others? Right. Something crazy happened when maybe like over 10 years ago, I was driving on the 101 North to go to the beach. I was in the car with my friend Lizzie and we were just driving going like whatever 70 miles per hour and in the middle lane there was a car stopped because it like broke down and like it had just happened and so it didn't have its brake lights on and so no one saw it and so all of a sudden we just saw someone in front of us swerve around the car oh oh no and i had to and all of a sudden there's this car in front of me yeah i just swerved and like went right back around like the smoothest move I've ever done in my you, life. You like drifted? Did you Tokyo drift? I did not Tokyo <laughs> drift. <laughs> but I it was the crazy You're like so I don't lucky. know how I'm like it must have just been like reflexes or an angel. But it was like that I almost like we almost died. It was so crazy. Angel. It's yep. like um Nicholas yep. Cage in that movie with mm-hmm. Meg Ryan. Yep. And I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand Okay, now we have a ghost story from William, which Melissa will read. Okay. Hey, web crawlers. I'm at work currently, so I can't record at the moment, but here's my ghost story. I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, in a house that was built in 1816. Oof. Too old. (laughs) When I was young, I used to hear all sorts of noises throughout my house. It's hard to say if it was just my imagination or the sounds of an old house, One sound I frequently heard was the sound of a coffee mug being placed on the counter. That's weird. It was a very distinct sound that my sisters and I would hear when nobody was in the kitchen. We were never able to figure out what was causing the sound, and I never put too much thought into it. But then one night we got home from dinner, and as I was about to go upstairs, I saw a little boy sitting halfway up the stairs. No, thank you. He looked at me, laughed, 
and ran up the stairs and out of sight. Oh my god, no! So naturally, I freaked out. My parents came to ask me why I was running on the stairs and screaming, but I hadn't even started going up the stairs. I refused to go upstairs that night because I was so frightened. I described the boy to my parents as wearing black overalls and a blue shirt. Like modern Amish clothes. He added a picture. (gasps) Just a creepy little boy wearing black overalls. Ah! (laughs) Given the age and location of the house, neither of them seemed too surprised. What? They searched the house for ghosts but couldn't find him and nobody has heard from him since. But maybe he belongs to one of the gravestones in the backyard. No. No. He's the guy who has the gravestones. He's our Patreon Stop guy. it. I remember he was like, I have gravestones in my backyard. I have full chills. <laughs> Whose yeah. are they of? I mean, if I had gravestones in my backyard, I would know everything about those people. I don't know. We should. Uh, yeah, we, should, yeah, we hey. need to ask him the names of the people with the gravestones. We need to do a yeah. thorough search. Yeah. William, we have some questions for you. He also said, um, my mom also has a story. Not sure if it qualifies as a ghost story or something else. When I was around five, my grandma got very sick. One night, my mom had a dream where an old lady in a gray dress and a big purple hat visited her. She said, my name is Grace, and I'm going to be taking your mother soon. <gasps> my mom and her had a conversation, and then she left, and my mom woke up. The next day, my mom and aunt went to see my grandma. My mom told my aunt about her dream in the car, but both of them just brushed it off. They were both staying the night at my grandma's to help take care of her. Grandma was not very lucid and in her last few weeks, but while both my mom and aunt were in the room, she opened her eyes and shouted, I just saw Christ! My aunt starts screaming and runs into the bathroom my mom follows her in and asks what was wrong my aunt says she didn't say christ she said i just saw grace holy so naturally both of them started freaking out a few days later my grandma passed away she ran the family business after my grandpa died and so now the business fell into my mom and her siblings my mom began to have stress dreams about her mom yelling at her about various work tasks my mom wasn't getting any sleep and was super frustrated with work one night while sleeping at my grandma's house my mom fell asleep on the floor in the middle of a bunch of paperwork she was woken up by my grandma who was standing over her with her arms crossed she started nagging explaining to my mom what to do until eventually my mom said i can do this you have to leave me alone and that was the last time my mom visited was visited by my grandma uh, yeah, that counts as a ghost story, my friend. That's a ghost story. <laughs> Said, excited to hear the next podcast. Keep on crawling, Will J. Holy Jeez. shit. Yeah, that's, those are ghosts. That Christ Grace thing is so scary. I cannot believe the mom had a dream about Grace coming to take the grandma, and then the grandma's like last words were like, Grace is here. <gasps> oh my God, that's insane. No, thank you. No, thank you. Our next ghost story is from a gentleman named Dave. Hey guys, I deliver papers at 2 a.m. in Moscow, Idaho, and found this podcast on Spotify after some board searching. The only other podcast I watch and listen to is Joe Rogan. Absolutely love you guys. You go into some great detail and make it fun to listen to. Now the fun part. So when I was younger, I lived in a town called Myrtle Creek in Oregon. I was 16. We moved to a house that seemed normal enough, but was on the edge of the woods. Well, every night, for some reason, I would wake up in the closet. No. The closet was connected to where my bed was, and I never understood why. I had always believed in spirits and such, but never had any real encounters. Well, one day I told my best friend what was going on, and he suggested we record what was happening. We had no video recorder, sadly, but we did have an audio one. So we stayed up all night in the dark, just talking and recording all night. Nothing happened. So we went back and listened to the recording. Nothing weird. Until it hit 12 a.m. on the dot, did we hear this loud knocking on what sounded like a flimsy door, my closet door, and scratching... Then a loud as fuck scream. No. We never. What was that, Melissa? Maria. Maria. <laughs> Why are you going? What is that? My brain. I, do, I, have, a, I have a brain tumor. 
Was what was that noise? What was that noise? It was was someone coming in through the walkie-talkie. Okay, a ghost. Zozo. Oh my god, the walkie-talkie just went off as I'm telling this ghost story. We, you know, electronic interference is a sign of a ghost. It is. Oh my god. We never heard this outside of the recording. It freaked us the fuck out, and I moved out of that room. We saved the recording, but sadly, I lost the USB drive I had it on. I'm trying to get in contact with my friend to see if he is a copy. If I find it, I'll send it. Yes. You guys are awesome. Bye. Please send that to us. Oh, my God. That's so scary. <laughs> that's terrifying. Oh, my God. A loud shrieking scream. So nothing was happening when he was While recording was and awake. Yeah. But then when he played it back, there was screeching and screaming and like all these crazy noises sorry you have a ghost in your house yeah terrifying okay this next one is from jen who has an amazing npr voice she says not much of a ghost story i have stranger things that the universe has blessed me with for stories but this may be the closest to potential ghost i have here it is my name is jen cordeville and this is my strange story Back in 2010, I moved into this small little odd duplex. It was one of those odd duplexes that it wasn't split down the middle or anything. It was actually split right around where the basement was from the top part of the house. I lived in the basement part. One night, had the lights all on and I was laying in bed. Had a nice, you know, light blanket over me and reading along and all of a sudden I felt this this tightening of the blanket around me and it was a very definitive tightening and and I remember it clear as day just laying there still as can be looking around not really making a sound I didn't hear any other noises and I just remember being emphatic and stating you know I don't know who's here but it's cool you can you can stay here as long as you want as long as you don't bother me and my little girl it's fine and we can coexist I then got out of bed and decided to go ahead and shut my bedroom door as if shutting the bedroom door was going to really stop anything um, that, that I can't see, right? But for some reason, I guess the intent I had when I shut that door really made an impact as uh, in, in days that passed on, um, I would hear little footsteps outside the door. And it's, they're not squeaky, you know, wood footsteps because it was a basement. There really wasn't anything that other than concrete underneath the carpet. It was the the pad of little feet on carpet that you could hear. And each time I would get up, I would check and I would look thinking, oh, maybe it's my little girl. Nope. I'd go and check on her. She's fast asleep in bed. And so that's, that's my strange story. Thanks, Jen. Beautiful voice. Yeah, I'm horny for Jen's voice. I know you should do. You should read books on tape. She absolutely should. That could be a good career for her. (laughs) Yeah. So she heard little pitter patters of feet outside her door. That's creepy. No, thank you. No, thanks. That's definitely a ghost. That's a ghost. Do you want to read um, Michael's story? Yes, I would. This is from Michael S. He says, hello, I want to start off by saying I've always believed in spirits, ghosts, or residual hauntings. Ever since I was little, I can remember seeing shadows, getting chills, and odd feelings. I've never read or watched anything as to what being sensitive means, but I've had it suggested to me. I'll start in my workplace. About 10 years ago, as my memory before that is subjective, I worked in a large open warehouse, two doors on either end, and racking aisles two-thirds the length of the building. Always would hear doors closing, the sound of hand trucks or footsteps in another aisle when I was the only person in the building. Stereo would turn up or off on its own. I was in the freezer portion one day by myself while another guy was outside working. I had a plastic tray in my hand, three by two, I set it down on the concrete floor and walked six feet away. Just as I kneeled down to grab something, the other guy poked his head in the plastic door air guards and called my name. I looked up startled, but as I did, the tray on the floor in between both of us slid his direction about 10 inches. No. We both stared at each other in disbelief disbelief, as if we both saw and knew what happened. Another instance was down one of the aisles. Another coworker and I would try to sneak up on each other and scare one another. 
Trying to sneak on a concrete floor doesn't work well. Anyway, I'm down the middle aisle, bent down, checking something when I hear three solid footsteps pick up pace behind me. I whip around and yell, gotcha, only to find no one behind me. No again. I search the warehouse and it's only me. Oh my god. That's terrifying. In a giant warehouse and you hear footsteps and there's no one there. (sighs) Another instance was my ex-girlfriend's apartment. More things happened here in a short period of time than anything I'd ever experienced. She'd make a few observations before I came along, but nothing big. After I started staying over, footsteps in the hall, small things getting knocked over, such as DVDs, books, cold drafts. I was out of town twice while we were in there. Both times she called me upset or in hysterics. The first time she was on the phone with her sister, and her sister said, Tell Mike to quiet down, but I said hi. She says, What are you talking about? I'm the only one here. (gasps) And sister says, No, there was a guy just talking really loud next to you. No. No. Uh, second time, she called me almost crying, freaked out. She had just finished a shower and had sat on the bed to dress. She said she felt the bed compress next to her as if <laughs> someone sat next to her. No. I hate that. My most profound encounter when we stayed in the apartment. Why are they still living in this e- yeah. apartment, by the way? Uh, we would fall asleep talking while I rubbed her back or she tickled mine. Oh, that's nice. I woke up one night around 2 a.m., curled around here under the blankets except my back. I specifically remember not moving because something startled me. On my back was the feeling of a single finger touching or tickling my back. Sorry. It felt like the tingle of your hand when it falls asleep without the irritation. I remember it was in random directions. Spaced. Spaced increments and all over my back for about two minutes as I lay there. I've never felt it before or since. I faked a yawn and stretch, wearily turned over to find nothing. Took me a while to fall asleep after that. He waited two minutes. Well, it felt good. Fuck that. The last couple instances, my grandpa passed while we stayed there. I woke up in the morning after his passing, laying there in bed next to her, contemplating my morning and thinking of him. I hear two footsteps in the hall, look over, nothing. Then I feel a gentle squeeze as the blanket on my knee tightens. It was so calming as if to say, it's going to be okay. Not longer after we moved to another apartment where nothing happened until my mom passed. I had been home from her funeral for a couple weeks. I believe when I had come home after work and sat on the couch, I wasn't thinking of much, but caught a glimpse of something out of the corner of my eye. I turned to find a white mist moving from the open area behind the couch. Excuse you? (laughs) I'm on, heading to my bedroom, which was down a short hallway. I literally jumped back and exclaimed, holy shit, as I watched it move towards the room and disappear before my eyes. I've never seen a white mist before, but believe it had something to do with my mom. Many signs make me believe that. After that sighting... 90% 90% of my odd signings or feelings have gone. I still wake up to noises or voices many nights. I would love to know how to harness whatever it is I feel. Has to be a reason for it. Hope I didn't ramble too long. Haven't talked to many people about this. Thank you. He has like a gift for for seeing and experiencing the dead. That uh, being well, I don't know in if he bed and feeling something like scratch your back that's terrifying i don't know if i would sit there for two minutes and let it happen hell no okay this is from kaylee it's a short one hi i'm kaylee and this happened when i was about 11 i was working at a haunted house because that's every weird child's dream (laughs) and i had heard that the house was supposedly haunted and the grounds were haunted but i obviously thought this was bullshit just to attract visitors and customers and stuff and the place i worked was like a trail in these woods behind this old victorian house and there was this one day i remember where everybody went on break and uh, i realized i had forgotten my jacket And the break area is, like, very far from this, like, trail area where I'd forgotten my jacket. So I go back there, and as soon as I get there, I get this feeling that something's wrong. Just absolutely terribly wrong. And I look, and about, like, 20 or 30 feet away from me, there's, like, a over six-foot-tall shadow man staring right at me. And, like, the first thing I felt was just immediately to sprint away. Like, my fight or flight kicked right in, but I couldn't move for, like, five seconds. And it was just so terrifying. Like, I felt if I had stayed there, something, like, terrible 
would have happened. And this, and I've sprinted away. And this is like really stuck with me after all these years because like nobody out there looks like that. Nobody was out there. And just another like irrelevant thing is I also have sleep paralysis and I love the sleep paralysis episode. And I had it for like one to two years straight every night. So I've seen the shadow man a lot of times. And that was after I had seen the shadow man in the woods. (gasps) So I wonder, is it connected? Yes. Oh, that's scary. scary. That's Shadow Man, dude. Shadow Man. He followed her outside of her dreams. Oh, my God, Maria. He came, He he's now in uh, uh, dem- he's, he's in our dimension. He's in our he's dimension. He's in our dimension. Kaylee, I'm sorry. He got curious. He said he was going to stay for a while. Okay, next we have a story from Sierra. A group of friends and I were going to be exploring what had been known as the Living Enrichment Center. It was a huge New Thought church that had occupied the space from 1992 to 2004 when the leaders were busted for money laundering. Oh, shit. At the sum of $10.7 million. I wonder if it was cattle fraud. <laughs> Before being the LEC, it was known as the Callahan Center for Workman Rehabilitation. About a mile from the LEC used to be the Damaged State Hospital, an asylum. Oh, no. It was closed in 1995 and demolished sometime before our visit. Rumors said that there was an underground tunnel connecting the two buildings. I love an underground tunnel. I love an underground tunnel. The hospital was closed in 1995 after being investigated for some quote-unquote mysterious deaths what she also included a article apparently one individual choked on a pancake what there was a lot of questionings of responsibility at the mental institution gotta look into this yes the timeline doesn't really match up for the lec and hospital to use the tunnel together but i do wonder if people ever went back and forth when the building was still a rehab center they sure did yes the group i went with were familiar with the place but it was my first time. They all mentioned some strange experiences, but one of the guys absolutely refused to talk about his. He was the jackass of the group. We'll call him Jack. You know, the one who never takes anything seriously. But if you tried to ask him what he saw, he'd freeze up. He only agreed to go again if he could get drunk as fuck first, which he did. We had to park down the street from the LEC building in a newly developed neighborhood where the demolished, damaged hospital had once stood. We had to walk around a gate and through a forested area. When we got to the end of the trees, we could see the massive concrete building sitting on top of a grassy hill. When we walked into the building, there was graffiti, trash, cigarette butts. A pretty typical abandoned area, but it was huge. You could look down over an empty space that was like a welcome area. If you've been in a big church, you know what I mean. When you walk in, someone hands you a pamphlet and everyone mingles before heading into the sanctuary. We wandered around for a while, eventually coming to a dark stairwell. Nope. We We decided to head down the stairs into the pitch black. No. Which is, of course, when the first strange thing happened. As soon as we were in the stairwell, the sound of a metal pipe striking another rung behind us. We all ran the rest of the way down. No other sounds came, so we eventually laughed laughed it off and continued on. We ended up finding a room with a big metal hatch on the floor and lifted it up. No. We had found the tunnel. It was about six to seven feet to the floor, and I knew immediately that there was no way my five-foot-three ass was going down there because if we had to run away from anything, I wouldn't be able to get out on my own. Another guy was fine with staying with me, and everyone else dropped into the tunnel. Oh, no. The last one to go in was Jack. Before jumping down, he took off his coat. It was a bulky Carhartt, and he left it on the ground by the entrance to the tunnel. The guy who stayed with me, I think his name was Chris, and I stood in the dark and waited. Okay. I don't know how long the tunnel was, but they were gone for what felt like hours. It was probably more like 30 minutes. They got far enough away that we couldn't hear the echoes of their speech bouncing back anymore. Chris offered me a flashlight, and I took it and started poking around. It had been a while since we heard the noise upstairs, and I was starting to feel a little less edgy. I turned and shined the light on a wall across the room, and immediately 
felt my stomach drop. There was a coat hanging on the wall, probably 20 feet away. I pointed the light back at the tunnel entrance and saw the Carhartt that Jack left on the ground was gone. Something had hung it up. No. What? I told Chris to look, and I'm pretty sure he just said, shit. He walked over to the wall, grabbed the coat, and immediately went to the tunnel and started yelling for them to come back. Chris would later tell me that when he took the coat down, the wall had been smooth. There was no hook, nothing protruding no, for the wall no, that could no, have no. held it. It was up. just hanging there? I don't want it. Oh. <laughs> Eventually, the others came back. They were laughing and joking and having a grand old time. But when they saw our faces, they realized it was time to go. They were bummed, but I could not have given less of a fuck. We went back up the stairwell to the upper level when we heard a thwack. It sounded like something had fallen. Unfortunately, the sound came in front of us. We made it to the entrance unscathed and looked out over the lower entry area. There was a big piece of what looked like plywood laying in the center of the floor, and it hadn't been there when we first arrived. I immediately connected that with the thwack sound, and since the doors were in sight, I headed straight for them. Unfortunately, the night wasn't over. Cue the gif of Chanel Oberlin pouting. Majority rules, and most of the group wanted to check out the old retreat cabins. No. They started down a steep hill. Jack and I lagged behind. Hearing about his jacket had sobered him up. Yeah. Chris got to the bottom of the hill. The others were far ahead, and he looked back up at me. But his face wasn't his face. What? I don't know how to describe it, but it wasn't him. His cheekbones and jaw had lost their shape and angles. His face was a stark white oval. Not white like, oh, he's a white guy. White like a freshly bleached bathtub. And it was shiny, too. Instead of eyes and a mouth, there was just black circles. It was almost like he was wearing a scream mask, but without the elongation. It was one of the scariest moments of my life. I backed up immediately and bumped into Jack. He asked if I was okay, and when I couldn't manage to stutter out anything other than Chris wasn't Chris, a look of both fear and understanding washed over his face. He yelled down that, We're going back to the car, fuck this, grabbed my hand, and we got the hell out of there. Oh my oh, god. no. How are so many people, like, still living lives after seeing things like this? I, well, I don't, I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, clearly, like, everyone has some sort of weird paranormal story. Like, we're not yeah. alone in this universe. Yeah. Like, we're living in some sort of multi-dimensional. Have you guys ever seen a ghost? Yeah, I haven't seen, but I've felt for sure. I don't, I, I don't know if I've seen a ghost. I haven't. I think they're really, they don't come near me. They don't like me. I've Is seen, there... you know how people see shadow people out of the corner of their eyes? Yeah. Like, I've seen that. But I don't know if that was just like... Your own shadow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've felt. Like I've felt and I feel like I've like communicated but not seen. Well, there I don't was know a, if that makes sense. There was a ghost yeah. in here last One week, week moving the Ouija board. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you have any more ghost stories, we're going to be playing them through October. So email them in or send them in. Don't forget to go to hothorse.horse <laughs> or webcrawlerspod.com. <laughs> or webcrawlerspod.com. If you don't want the FBI after you. Exactly. Uh, you can donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Melissa, where else can people find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at webcrawlerspod. You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. You can like and subscribe. We've been getting some really good reviews. Oh, yes. People are getting very creative with the reviews. Yeah, it's going to be a little review competition. The best reviews yeah. we all post. And some yeah. of them are really funny. We love those. We love them. Melissa, where can people follow you personally online? You can follow me at Melissa Stetton. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's just my name. Um, I'm Twitter at Online Allison. I'm Instagram at AllieBaby90. Uh, Maria, what's your podcast? Oh, my podcast, if you guys like the what I'm handing out over here, <laughs> then, and you're going, well, what am I going to listen to now? Web Crawlers is over. I'll tell you what. Head on over to um, the big ones, because I'm going to tell you, Lauren Lapkiss is our special guest this week. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. She was really funny in the Between Two Ferns Yeah, movie. she's great. And we have a great discussion. So. Perfect. Go check out the big ones. You won't be disappointed. Great. Um, you might, but then just... <laughs> But don't tell us about but it. But don't yeah. tell us about it. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have a spooky day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, when we're touching in the
Powered by ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.